Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Frazzled with me, your host, Kelly Swingler. Thank you very, very much for joining me again. And again, please continue to keep your feedback coming. Um, the messages and the the light bulb moments, the realisations, the reflections that are coming from all of you that keep sending me your information makes my heart melt. So thank you, thank you very much. As I mentioned last week, I went to see Pink at the Weekend. And what I wanted to talk to you about today was like your support act and how your support act or supporting act, those people that you have around you can help to elevate your energy or can help to drain your energy. But in addition to those support acts, and all will become clear, hopefully, as I kind of go through today's episode, but in addition to those support acts, I wonder how you ensure that you are protecting your own energy or managing your own energy in the right way when you go into situations. So let me start with that first. How do you manage your own energy when you go into certain situations? Now, um, I love a concert. I love a festival. uh, I love live music. I love being, I suppose, kind of in the thick of it. I love the atmosphere. I love the energy. I love singing along and dancing and clapping along. I love all of that stuff. And on Sunday, my partner had without, I don't don't even think he'd realised what he'd done. uh, But my partner Mick, when he bought the tickets, had bought... Um, what was called these priority tickets, which meant we could literally get in before a load of other people. And I think as we were watching people kind of come throughout the course of the day, actually what those tickets meant were actually you could get as close to the front as, as possible. Now, as much as I love live music and I've, I, you know, I've been at the front for many concerts and, you know, I can remember my at the Glastonbury festivals that I've been to, I, you know, I was at the front for every single performance. But I also know now that being at the front, being that close to it, being surrounded by lots and lots of other people, not being able to move as I want to move is just too much for me. So as we entered on Sunday, we, the, the, this uh, particular concert was at Hyde Park. The last, the, the last uh, two times that we've been to see Pink, or for any concert actually, we've been to Wembley. This one was at Hyde Park. It was a hot, sunny day. Um, wanted to be able to sit, wanted to be able to enjoy it. So we were probably kind of halfway, we were probably in the middle of the park. And I wanted to sit somewhere where I could have a backrest. So we kind of sat around one of the fences where they put some of the equipment up. And we had big screens either side of us. We could see the stage, but we weren't too close to it. We weren't surrounded by too many people. I could enjoy, we could enjoy the atmosphere of the day. But I knew going in and and I'd already spoken to my partner about, I wanted to sit somewhere where I could have my back supported. I wanted to sit somewhere where I could be comfortable I wanted to be somewhere where I could see everything and get involved with everything, but not be surrounded or, you know, kind of made to feel like a sardine 
with people kind of pushing me and, and hustling me all day. I knew that's not what I wanted. Because as much as I love the atmosphere of a live concert, sometimes I just want to, I want to be in it, but I also want to be removed from it. And I've learned that through two periods of burnout. I've learned that through lots of self-awareness. I've learned that through lots of personal growth and personal development. I don't have to put myself in really uncomfortable situations like just to say, oh my God, like I was, you know, I was, I was at the front of the crowd and it was incredible. And every time there was kind of a video of the crowd, sort of, I suppose, coming from the stage outwards, I could see how closely packed together all of those people were at the front of the crowd. There was not one bit of me that thought I'd really love to be in that. I'd really love to be squashed all day. Wasn't even in my, because th- actually it was, in, it was important for me to be comfortable so that I could enjoy the day. And I wonder how many of us sometimes, again, if we can kind of relate this to our work, how many of us feel that we're missing out on things if we do not have the prime spot or the prime location, if we're not right at the front, in the thick of the crowd, if we're not close enough to the action, then we feel like we're missing out. But if we can pay attention to our own energy, if we can pay attention to our own wants, if we can pay attention to our own needs, it's being aware of that that stops us from being frazzled. It's that awareness that keeps us energised and keeps us motivated and keeps us going. We were there in plenty of time. We absolutely could have had prime spot at at the front. Absolutely. When I was commuting into London every day with my job, you know, I can remember being on packed trains and having to stand and being on packed tubes and and having to stand because I wanted to be first in the office. I wanted to be on the early trains. I wanted to be showing that I was willing and, and doing all of this stuff within my job. The thought now of being on a crowded train, no, like, no. If I'm heading into London now, most of my appointments will start after 10 o'clock. Most of my London appointments kind of start at midday so that I don't have to deal with rush hour traffic. I don't have to worry about the train. And if I do need to be at a nine o'clock appointment in London, I'll stay over the night before. I'll travel in at my own pace. I'll travel in at my own leisure. Because protecting my energy is more important to me than being at the front of the queue or being first, that that kind of FOMO, you know, the kind of fear of missing out, fear of not being in the action. You know, I used to be one of these people that was first to the party and the last to leave. I didn't want to miss out on a minute of anything. And now I'm quite happy to go and turn up at a time that says, okay, it's starting at seven, Maybe, you know, maybe I'll get there for seven, see everybody as they arrive. I can maybe, you know, find a seat, <laughs> put my put my stuff down, get used to the room before everybody else comes in, before the energy gets too much. But at the point then that I think actually I need to leave or I need to go to bed or I need to go and find a seat or I need to do something for myself, I will now do it. I don't now need to be in the thick of everything. 
And I wonder how much energy you're giving to others. I wonder how much energy you're allowing others to take from you if you still feel that you need to be at that prime spot in that prime time for fear of missing out on something. I wonder how many of you would think about what do I need from today? What do I need from this event? What do I need from this party? What do I need from this get together? What do I need from this meeting? What do I need from this conversation? And putting yourself in the right spot, in the right mindset, in the right frame of mind, in the right energy to ensure that you get what you want from it. And a lot of us, we don't have the time or the space to think about those things when we're going into the meetings or the conversations or the parties or the events because we don't allow ourselves that thinking time. We don't allow ourselves that downtime. We don't allow ourselves that reflection time. We just go in at 10,000 miles an hour because we're running from the previous event, the previous meeting, the previous call, the previous Zoom, the previous whatever We're just endlessly moving from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. We don't really give ourselves the time or space to think, oh, do you know, I just need, I just need 10 minutes. Actually, what do I need from, you know, what do I need from this concert at Hyde Park today? I need a back, oh, you know, I want a backrest, I want to be able to sit comfortably. I don't want to be surrounded by too many people. I want to be able to see it and get involved, but not be in the thick of it. Like how many people thought that before they were in? How many people thought I wanted to get to the front as close as possible? Because otherwise it's a complete waste of money. Sometimes we can be in things without allowing those things to completely consume us. Would I have enjoyed Sunday as much if I hadn't been able to kind of sit and stand and dance and move at my own pace if I'd been sandwiched in between loads of other people just to get that front spot, I probably would have hated it. Because the days of me running to the front of the stage, whilst I used to love it, it is a very different atmosphere. It's a very different feeling. It needs a very different energy. And my energy is now what's the most important thing for me to manage. So how can I ensure that I enjoy things that I get the best of things, that I experience things in a way that works for me. I don't have to be following the crowd. And sometimes recognising that we don't need to be following the crowd, recognising that it's important for us to do what's right for us, can be the hardest thing. Because a lot of people that we saw arriving, I mean, it was a beautiful day on Sunday, so we did get there early. We sat for hours (laughs) just kind of in the park, enjoying our drinks, listening to all of the music and everything that was going on. We had a really lovely time. But lots of people as they were coming were all trying to get as close to the front as possible and then coming back and realising, okay, there's not enough space. But we can have just as much fun when we recognise what it is that we need. We can have better outcomes. We can manage our energy more effectively when we focus on what it is that we need. So next time you go into a meeting or onto a call or to an event or a party or a Zoom conversation or a training, just plan, like, what do I want from this? What do I need from this? 
Ask yourself those prompts and just see if you begin to have very different experiences. Just kind of setting those intentions, being clear on the outcomes that you want before you go into those events can help you enormously. So let's then talk about support acts. Well, let's, I suppose let's go into, into the event as it is. So I have, um, I suppose, I, I don't know if fan is, you know, I'm definitely not super fan, but I've been, I have been a fan of Pink uh, since her very first song in kind of early, early 2000. And um, she and I were actually both born in the same year. I think her birthday is like two or three days before mine. Uh, so we share, we share our Virgo uh, kind of tendencies. And I think what I have recognised most about her music is when she, I think, you know, when she first started, her music was quite angry. And I think that's where I was at in my life. I was kind of this angry, uh, you know, it's kind of angry, angry in, in my late teens and trying to, I suppose, discover who I was and where I was going. And I think as her music has evolved, as her life has changed, whilst obviously we've had very, very different things going on and I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, a rock star. I'm not performing on stages in front of, you know, tens and tens of thousands of people. I can't sing, can't really dance. I'm definitely not an acrobat. Um, but I think in terms of the, the kind of shifts and kind of where her music is going or where her music has gone over the years, it's kind of also been reflective of where I've been at in my life at that particular time. And I think potentially that's why I have kind of grown so fond of her and I go to so many of her com- concerts and, um, and, and I, you know, I just kind of soak up what she talks about. You know, I follow her on, on social media. I'm not addicted to any of that stuff, but I follow her on social media. I'm like, oh, yeah, great. You know, the way that she is a mother to her children, the way that she is a wife to her husband the way that she is a friend the way that she talks about things the way that she talks openly about her imperfections she talks about the criticism and critiques that she gets from people and you know she talks about the charity stuff that she does and giving back and helping people and and there's just that kind of connection but I think what's kept me with her as I said is is this kind of journey of her music but now seems to be like party time right there is some seriousness there's a lot of seriousness in in what she talks about and a lot of what she talks about is kind of you know for a bigger cause some of it is very heartfelt stuff that she feels called to but also some of it just kind of feels quite party like and the concert on Sunday this whole tour that she's been doing this year is called the summer carnival and the fun and the passion and the energy that's coming to that and I think also that's where I'm feeling at the moment right this is kind of party time I've done a lot of the serious stuff I've thrown myself over the last kind of 10 years into probably every kind of therapy imaginable. I've been doing the hard work. I've been doing the reflection. I've been doing the inner work. And whilst there is still all of that to come, right? Remember that there is no such thing as one and done. I know that is going to be a lifelong journey. But I also, like, surely now, like now is the time, like, you know, my kids are, kids are grown, although we've still got my, my youngest stepson. But actually the other three of our sons, my two sons and, and my oldest stepson. I don't need to be the, I suppose, the micro mum anymore. You know, they, they don't need me in the same way. They don't need me as often. 
my work is evolving in a very, very different way. And so actually, yeah, like now is the time to party and have some fun and laugh a bit more and and just allow things to be a bit more lighthearted. Focus on the party, focus on the fun, see what happens, play with things. You know, I'm enjoying playing with some of my work at the moment. So it's always, it's not so much the music, although I love all of all of her songs and didn't realise just how many I knew or still knew, remembered. But it was also part of that journey and part of it that's reflective. And you may have people around you that have mirrored that energy for you. And Brené Brown talks a lot about finding your square squad. Who are the people whose opinions really matter to you? And I've got my square squad. And my square squad are the ones that I know I will get honest feedback from. I know they will kick my ass when I need it. And I know they will give me a hug and a kiss when I need it. And I will do the same for them. They are the people whose opinions matter. It's none of my business what really, well, it's none of my business what anybody thinks of me. But my square squad are these people whose opinion matters. I'm thinking of doing this. What do you think? I've just done this. Could I have your feedback? I'm thinking of putting this out. Could you just let me know what you think? They're the people who I know will speak to me honestly. Like, doesn't sound like you. Energy sounds off. Waste of time. Waste of energy. Waste of money. Looks crap. Looks brilliant. Absolutely go with that. That will be incredible. That's not to say that I always pay attention to what they're saying. But it's those people whose views matter. And again, in a world of social media, where potentially we've got hundreds or thousands of people who want to give us criticism or praise or critique or comments or unsolicited advice... I don't need to listen to any of those people because I've got my square squad and the opinions of those people do not matter. Now, obviously, if I'm going out to my audience, right, my my tribe, my community, my circle, my customers, my clients, my potential clients, my ideal audience, any of those sorts of things. If I want that opinion, then I'm asking for it. I'm thinking of doing this. What do you think? course then yes I want the feedback because I want to be able to help and I want to be able to continue to serve and do all of those things but I'm not I'm no longer going to waste my energy or my time or my thoughts on what other people may think of me and again that's something that I have been working on for a lot of years and I'd love to be able to say that I just don't care at all of, of course I do Right, I'm human. We are made for connection. If somebody's like, oh my God, like, I hate that Kelly Swingler. Of course that still touches. But actually, I do believe that we kind of mirror. Why is it that that particular person hates me? Is there, you know, have I said or done something wrong? Have I said or done something that doesn't have the best of intentions? Do I need to change it? Or do I just carry on as things are? So having that support team around us can be really, really important. So let's talk support acts. So again, Pink had this amazing carnival going on at the weekend. And there were four, I suppose, supporting acts. We used to call them warm-up acts, right? I remember when everything used to be a warm-up act uh, before the main event. But they're now supporting acts. And I think I, I love that even more. So there was an amazing woman called Lyra 
L-Y-R-A, who came on first. And she said, actually, like, she was only expecting, like, 10 people to be in the, in the audience. She hadn't realised that everybody would be there so soon. And Hyde Park, by that point, did have a few thousand people in it. So she was really excited to have had a much bigger crowd. Her voice was incredibly powerful. Her sense of humour was amazing. She's definitely got, you know, kind of two new, fa- two new fans from uh, myself and my partner. But she was just incredible. Her energy was amazing. Her humour was amazing. Uh, you know, she was kind of able to have a bit of a laugh and a joke about herself and the outfit that she'd chosen for kind of 31 degree heat in Hyde Park and how, you know, what stupid choice it was. But she was going to go with it anyway. Uh, but just her entire energy. And I could tell when she'd kind of seen the size of the crowd and kind of watching her, uh, her again, like her Instagram feed and her Instagram reels afterwards. She got all of that. She got additional energy from the crowd because she genuinely wasn't expecting to be perform- to be performing in front of so many people. So that elevated her performance. The kind of the audience were giving to her and she was then giving that back. So, of course, that was amazing. The next act was a woman called Tanisha. Her moves and voice were, again, fantastic. Wouldn't necessarily be music that I have listened to again since I was probably in my teens. But, again, loved it. Could sit and, you know, could, could have a dance, could sit and move, could stand and move, could have a bit of a dance. You know, could uh, some of the kind of catchiness of, of, of what she was saying, kind of getting everybody to join in, was amazing. Then came Gwen Stefani, who's not performed on stage, I think she was saying, for like 16 years. Abs- I mean, if there was a roof, she'd have blown it off, but she was incredible. And again, as I kind of sat thinking, like I can remember Gwen Stefani in the 90s, right, sitting watching MTV. Like before Pink would have been an artist, she would have been watching Gwen Stefani perform. And you can see some of the similarities in their performances, and the way they talk, and the way they sing, and the way they write, and the way they create. So that synergy was amazing. But none of the support acts, sometimes it's like the supporting acts are really kind of just there to get a bit of their name for themselves, to get a bit of practice. But actually every support act continued to lift the energy of the audience. Every support act was just brilliant and then right before Pink came on stage, there was a, this DJ called DJ Kid Cut Up. Kid Cut Up. I have not heard mixes like that forever. Like not since I probably I was clubbing in Ibiza. And some of these were better than some of the kind of Ibiza club anthems that I've ever listened to. Amazing. So again, everybody in the crowd was going. And it reminded me of when I was, I suppose, doing some of my trainer training and definitely when I was doing like my empowerment uh, technique training, some of these techniques I'll be using at Power Up uh, and I'm going to be running a second Power Up this year, which I didn't think I would be doing, but I'm going for it. That'll be taking place in November, which I'm very excited about. But in terms of the training that I was doing for those events and when I was doing my breathwork practitioner training, All of the trainers said something that kind of stuck with me. The support acts, the people that are in the room helping behind the scenes, everything from, you know, the venue, the chefs, the cooks, the people that are in the room taking photographs, 
the people that are there helping you on the day, all of those people really, their job is to make the main star look as good as possible. And at first I didn't really kind of resonate with what they were saying, because actually for me as a coach, as a trainer, as a facilitator, my role is about ensuring that the audience get the very, very best out of the event. But again, over the years, as I've kind of recognised this, of course it is, because actually, if my energy is right, if I'm worrying about lunch is 10 minutes late, what are we going to do? Everybody's going to be, that, that doesn't need to be on my plate. Somebody, somebody else should be dealing with that. I don't need to be worrying if people have turned up or not turned up. I don't need to be worrying about what's going to happen if people arrive late. Where are they going to sit? I don't need to be worrying about tech issues. I don't need to be worrying about any of that. I need to ensure that the people that are in the room with me are dealing with each of those things. Because my job, whilst the job of everybody that's supporting me may be about me looking good, Ultimately, that is so I can be at my best and give my very best to the people that are there, the people that I am serving, the people that I'm helping. And so my question to you in terms of raising this for you, even as a multi-millionaire sellout singer and performer, the support acts overall contribute to how people feel about your event if you've got four really crap supporting acts or warm-up acts or whatever you want to call them and the and the energy of the audience is at rock bottom by the time you get on stage you've got a harder job of trying to get everybody motivated and they're not talking about necessarily how brilliant your performance was for the next few hours they're talking about all the crap that went before you So when you are working, leading, performing in whatever way that may be, is that coaching, is that training, is that facilitating, is that leading your team, is that hosting meetings, whatever it is, are your support acts, are the people that support you, are the people that are around you raising the energy to help you feel fabulous or are they draining your energy, making you feel even more frazzled? So coming back to that square squad, coming back to these performances, who's in your corner elevating you or raising you or draining you and pulling you down? Because if I think if you can enhance the quality of those that support you, and you can raise the quality of yourself for those that you support. I think this helps us to be a lot less frazzled. I think it's Tony Robbins that I recently heard or read it from, but I'm sure it's come from I'm sure it's come from somebody else. I know I've definitely heard it before. But it's like we become the five people that we spend most of our time with. So if you were to look around you at these five people that you spend the most time with, your support acts and those that you are supporting, are you elevating each other or are you pulling each other down? Who do you need in your corner? 
Who do you need raising the roof for you? Who do you need around you that is making you shine? Who do you need around you that is elevating you as a superstar that you are? Who do you need around you that makes you look good, that makes you feel good? So consider your support acts. Pay attention to your energy. Pay attention to what the people around you are doing to your energy. And are they there? Do they recognise that part of their role is about making you look good? Or are you constantly surrounded by people that just want to make you look bad? You have choices about the people that you have around you. We can't make choices about everybody, but 99% of them we can. Who's lifting you up? Who's raising your energy? Who's around you and think, oh my God, like that person is just like, you're absolutely incredible. Like I'll do anything for you. Like I'm your super fan. I want your guidance. I want your support. I want your help. Like, and then how can I help you? How can I help you to be better? How can I help you to do better? They're the people that we want to be surrounded with. So who are your support acts? How can you better manage your own energy when you go into situations? How can you better manage your energy about the outcomes that you want? How you want to elevate yourself, the levels that you want to take yourself to? How can you be the star of your own life? How can you take that centre stage proudly and say, this is me? And if you were to do those things, how could that help you be more fabulous and a lot less frazzled? I'm going to leave you there for today. I will be back with you again next week. Have an amazing week. In the meantime, I will be delivering power up. So I may have some reflections on that for you for next week. Or I may do, we may go a completely different angle, might we? Uh, but yes, next week or this week for me is, is all about power up. And again, like I'm making sure that I'm protecting my energy. I'm not going full on like the prep is done. My job now, really, again, if we think about top athletes, I'm definitely not a top athlete. But my role now is to ensure that I'm recharging, that I'm resetting, that I'm re-energising so that I can be in that room and give my all to those that are going to be there. Taking that space, giving that reflection time, thinking of the outcomes that I want for myself for the day, but more importantly for the participants on the day and making sure that I'm charged enough to be able to do that. So maybe I'll share some of that with you next week. Have an incredible week. Thank you very, very much for listening. If you think somebody may find this episode useful, again, please do forward it on. I love when I get the messages about so-and-so's just passed me uh, this, this podcast. It's amazing. So please do share. I will be back with you again next week. For now, have an amazing week. Take care of yourselves. And I'll be back with you on Tuesday at 7am. Take care for now. Bye-bye.